You're listening to What the Business, the business podcast where I interview independent business owners about success, failure, and all the moments in between. My name is Josie Berg, and I'm your host. Welcome to the season one finale. I am in a state of disbelief and shock that we're actually here and I made it to the end of my first season. It feels really exciting, kind of bittersweet, um, but I'm coming into a very busy summer and I knew I didn't want to overcommit. So I'm gonna end it here. Season one is done and I hope you've enjoyed all the episodes and all the advice people have given and all the content. I made sure to reach out to people who I thought could give kind of different perspectives on different things and topics in business. Um, And I think every episode I'm really proud of and really happy with. So I feel like it was a good journey to get here. It's been a very educational experience. I most definitely didn't think it would be as hard of a learning curve, um, but it was it was good. I feel like my first couple episodes versus even this one, like I just the evolution of how I approach the interview, my introduction, all these things I feel like I've gotten better at and I'm really happy that you have listened to it and been here on this journey with me. That's really cool and I hope you have gained something from these episodes Um, and I'm excited to announce season two will be coming out later this year. I'm going to start recording in October so be on the lookout for that if you are a business owner or you know a business owner who you think would be a great interviewee uh, reach out let me know who they are how i can reach them tell them to reach out to me reach out to me ask me um because i want season two to be that much better i just want to keep improving and growing so as i go through the summer i'm going to start to plan and brainstorm ideas of who i want on the podcast next season so please if you know anyone let me know you can reach out to me at what the business podcast on instagram dm me there or you could reach out to me via email at jnbaerg at gmail.com so yeah i hope you in have enjoyed this journey with me. Um, It was really fun and I'm really looking forward to doing it again once my schedule opens up a little bit later this year. And that is kind of all I have to say for now. So yeah, here we are. This final episode is with Philippa Maitland, who is the owner and photographer of Philippa Maitland Photography, a wedding photography company here in Ottawa. She also owns Fovia Photography Agency, which is a personal branding photography agency, and she kills the game. I work with her um, for Fovia, and I've known her for three or so years now. We are very close. As you can tell, we laugh at each other a lot, and this interview was fun, and I feel like 
she's been in the wedding industry for a really long time and her advice is really awesome i think she gave some really real advice um for all of those looking to get into the photography industry whether it be weddings specifically or not uh, i hope you like this episode and this interview it is a season finale so please enjoy it and that is all for now check out the show notes i will link my instagram and put my email there so you can reach out if you do have suggestions for season two for guests and yeah enjoy Okay, hello. Today we have Philippa Maitland from Philippa Maitland Photography here, and she is going to talk about her wedding photography company with me, and we're going to get chatting. So, hi, Philippa. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for asking me on to it. Yeah, thanks for coming on and being pestered by me. <laughs> um so let's start from the beginning of your wedding photography company when did you start that and just tell me a bit about your story so I started with weddings about 11 years ago so I'm heading into my 11th season um I'm full-time um, I used to shoot a lot of weddings, uh, built up my company, had a lot of great word of mouth referrals. Um, and back when Facebook was amazing, um, I got a lot of, um, not coverage. What's the word, Josie? Exposure. Exposure on Facebook. Uh, so those two things were instrumental in getting my business going and growing it. Uh, and then a couple of years ago, I took a course for personal brand photography. You joined me and uh, with the goal of cutting back on weddings um, and getting back my weekends and spending more time with the family, etc., um, and, uh, and love that too. So, uh, this whole, um, all these recent events with COVID and weddings being moved, et cetera, has, uh, got everything up in the air. So I'm pivoting again. And now I'm offering, uh, tiny, elegant weddings out of my studio, which I don't want to give up. I don't want to give up my studio, but since as you know, all of our income has been moved to next year, along with the weddings. Um, it was time to figure something else out. So, yeah, that's kind of it in a nutshell, a very small one. Yeah. Um, so what are the tiny weddings set up? What's that like? What are, your, what are you offering? Uh, so uh, it's very customizable. Um, my studio is a lovely space it's got 11 foot ceilings so with the help of some lovely local-ish uh, vendors um decorated it up to be uh, a lovely little venue for people to get married in especially if they're worrying about okay so now our wedding is next year or 
<clears throat> you know, all these other stressful factors. Let's just get married this year. Oh no, what about rain? Because a lot of people are planning outdoor weddings. Um, so I thought, well, this is one way to be able to facilitate a wedding and not worrying about rain. Um, uh, so it's, it's, you know, all C19 friendly protocol in place and uh, 10 people right now. <clears throat> I don't think I would be able to fit much more than that anyway, with even if the numbers do go up for indoor. Uh, so yeah, and I've got um, flowers, I've got, um, so all the decor is done. Uh, I've got an officiant and she's local too, so that's great. Um, and made it somewhat affordable, but uh, the photos and everything will show a lovely little venue, not so much a backyard or bad weather, blah, 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 blah. So anyways, that was my pivot for the last couple of months, trying to figure that out. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's awesome. That's really smart I feel like because a lot of people are still wanting to keep their dates this year not really wanting to give it up and now that we have the go-ahead for 10 people I think it's smart to offer that I know I've seen it only a couple actual venues pivot and start offering things like that so I think it's smart well and there's just been I've only put it out there a little bit and um the response has been you know, really good. I was almost surprised. Well, I am surprised that it was, has been that good, especially the last couple of days. So mm -hmm. I'm excited. And, you know, it was sad to realize that no weddings this summer. Yeah. Really, I think we have, I have one left and that was, that was a little bit rough, you know, especially if you thrive in all that happiness, you know, you kind of look yeah. forward to going to work and being around all those happy, lovely people. So yeah, this is, uh, this will be good. Hopefully, hopefully mm -hmm. this will be good. Yeah, it will. I believe. <laughs> so how are you currently marketing for the tiny weddings and what does that look like versus what you would have been doing a couple of years ago? Pre-COVID. So I think I've posted once on Instagram, Josie, don't laugh. <laughs> and I share, I posted to Facebook, to my um, photography page, uh, photography. I shared it um, in Marketplace and got a few inquiries from there via text, which I've never done before other than for selling something. Mm -hmm. So yeah, selling something from home. So uh, just that. And then people have been sharing, obviously, you know, the people that support me and stuff. So uh, yeah, that's, it hasn't been much, but I'm going to go, uh, and maybe drop a bit of money into some Facebook ads, um, that kind of thing, uh, yeah. and see how it goes. But you know what? I believe so much in word of mouth and that kind of thing, you know, and I'm pretty laid back. So I'm just gonna see how things go for a while and just kind of write it out and, and then make a, a solid plan. That's how I always do things. It's just probably not the right way to go. <laughs> that's no, that's me. okay. <laughs> that's something interviewing different people I found is that everyone has a different method, but a lot of people do that. They're just kind of, they hit, they have an idea, they give it a try, they see how it goes and then they figure it out from there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
when it comes to working a seasonal job where you're overwhelmingly busy half the year and then the other half you're you know catching up and trying to figure things out that you missed and didn't do because you were so busy how did you manage that time do you have any <laughs> tips or did you just kind of go for it you know what it's funny because I've had a lot of people ask me this over the years and to tell you the truth Josie I, I don't think I ever really managed I don't think I ever really did manage my time well um, in, in my downtime um, because it, it was like I could never really catch up. I could never actually do the marketing that I wanted to do. Um, I just, yeah, it felt like uh, spinning constantly. <laughs> and just being able to sleep on the weekend was nice. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I have four kids, so... <clears throat> I don't, I, I don't feel like uh, anything was, I seriously, and I have had people ask, like, how did you manage time with your family and your kids and, and then all these weddings? And you know what, sometimes I didn't have a downtime or my downtime was six weeks because I had weddings all winter almost. Mm -hmm. So, you know, those last few years before we started doing the personal brand photography, I I don't really, I remember little bits here and there, but there was n nothing really manageable about it. <laughs> it was, it was for running from one thing to another, like I usually do with kids yeah. and uh, getting my work done on time and editing and trying to get some kind of social media post out at, you know, once every two weeks at the most. Yeah. You know, and like, if you look at my social media now, there's barely anything. This whole COVID experience, I've, I didn't want to see people posting pictures that looked like nothing was happening from past weddings, um, nothing from our current situation. I didn't want to look at anything like that, so I wasn't posting anything myself. Mm -hmm. And plus I didn't know how to address um, what was going on you know, we're yeah. still trying to figure out everything right now. Yeah. Going forward, what's it going to look like? So, yeah, not uh, nothing's really manageable. I just kind of get through it all. Yeah. <laughs> so in a way, it is manageable. It just, it's not an organized um, kind of life I lead. <laughs> so, but I'm okay with it. Yeah. As long yeah. as I get done what I've been paid to do, and I do the best I can do, and people are happy with me and they like being with me and they like their results. Um, then I feel like I've succeeded and, uh, yeah, I have yeah. low expectations of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, so when you've been in it, the business for 11 years, that's a pretty long time. Was there a pivotal turning point where you started, you know, making enough money to like live a comfortable life or maybe just a moment where you were like, whoa, okay, this is legit. I can do this. And how do you think you got to that point of turn? So after the first wedding I shot, um, I got, and it was posted on Facebook, 
<clears throat> I got a lot of inquiries for the following year and I just, I just kept growing from there and I, and I grew quite rapidly. Um, I also realized at the same time that I was not interested in any other type of photography or any other kind of portraiture. I didn't want to do families forever. Um, you know, not that I didn't enjoy them, and I, and I knew I didn't want to do newborns. <clears throat> I did try boudoir. And I just knew that I wanted to specialize in weddings. So that was probably three years in. Um, and then I just slowly, like, and I would do family sessions, but only for my wedding clients and newborns, only for my wedding clients. Yeah. And then in the last couple of years, I've stopped that too. So yeah, I was just, I really just wanted to focus on weddings. I've always loved them. And um, I don't want to get burned out from weddings either. So that was another reason why <clears throat> when I uh, learned about personal brand photography and heard about Jamie Swanson doing um, that course, that beta course, that got me excited because I knew I wanted to, I didn't want to keep going at the pace that I was going because that was you know, a recipe for burnout for sure mm -hmm. from weddings. So I didn't yeah. want to lose that love or get bitter yeah. with doing weddings. So yeah, that, yeah, that was something, that was another pivotal moment. I was like, Oh, I could do this too. Because I yeah. like trying to build up other businesses and help other people do well in their businesses. So yeah, that excited me as well. Yeah. Well, and one thing too, when we're on our branding shoots is like, it's just as social and fun and happy as a wedding, which is kind of exactly. part of what fuels yeah. you and part of what makes you yeah. so addicted to doing weddings for me is that just like pure joy. Like you're just smiling when, the whole day. Exactly. And when, but when it's the same person or same people and you're doing it several times a year, you really build a really great rapport with them. They trust yeah. us so much, eh, Joe? Like, yeah. ask our advice on, you know, what to do next. And we're always coming up with great plans and trying to change things up each time, but steer in the way that they got the best results from their marketing with our images. So, yeah. Yeah, I know. So we do, it's a membership base. So we do quarterly sessions and you pay monthly. That's kind of how we've philippa structured the branding fovia agency and i know every time we do a brainstorming session for a client it was like so challenging in a new way to try and come up with these creative ideas that display what they're working on and still market them in a really fun personable way it was such a fun challenge yeah. i know since covid and stuff i most definitely have been thinking about it a lot yeah <laughs> And really bringing out people's personalities because like you said, especially through COVID right now, something that I've noticed is when I've been on social media a lot for entertainment. Yes. <laughs> social media, just online looking at stuff for entertainment and or stuff that we need and just, you know, seeing several different businesses that do one thing and and really liking the ones where you can see images that have kind of emotion or bring out people you can see people's personalities in the pictures I'm like yeah that's what we do yeah 
I love doing that. And there's, I would rather go to that person and that business yeah. right now, you know, cause they've yeah. made, uh, they've made that connection anyway. Yeah. Well, it's why you follow certain influencers, right? Is you have this, yeah, there's a level of personality that you are attracted to that you feel like, you know, and you're comfortable with, you value what they talk about. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you outsource anything and you can talk about either business that helps manage your time? Do I outsource? So I tried the whole outsourcing of editing for weddings to a highly recommended company um, that charged a lot of money and I wasted a lot of money because every wedding I got back, I went back and re-edited everything. So anything from skin tones that weren't right to, I don't know, there's a bunch of stuff. I just did not like it. So maybe I'm just uh, that type of personality. I have to have full control over all of everything, but um, outsourcing. Nope. I've done some, well, you know what? I can't say no because I do get co-op students and um which i will hire back to after their term is finished um to do to post uh on facebook and instagram and linkedin that kind of thing because as we all know i do not like doing that no nor do i started i can finish it but nope yeah i don't like that stuff at all yeah so what is one thing that has leveled up your business first I'll ask wedding photography because that you know endeavor is much longer and you have probably had a few things oh so education from those that have succeeded before us I think is instrumental so um I was having trouble years ago with coming up with different poses my workflow uh, during the day was not where I wanted it to be. So um, I took some online courses with uh, Caitlin James. Um, she's a really great teacher. And, um, and that helped. That helped me a lot. And it also gave me more confidence. Mm-hmm. Helped me a lot with my engagement session, with the wedding day. Um, yeah, I was I'm really, really happy with her courses that I took. I just took a couple. Um, I find that there's a couple of photography groups that uh, are so good. Um, Ben Hartley, he's amazing. This man is just how to talk to people, how to talk to clients or potential clients. Um, You know, he comes from a really good place when he, when he teaches and he talks about that. He is amazing. So, and he also was, I found, um, was it a podcast or a webinar? Just randomly, totally randomly one day when I was going to do my first wedding show and I just typed in, I think something, uh, you know, how do you set up a wedding show or what do you say to people at a wedding show? I had no clue. And I, that's how I found him. And oh my goodness, he turned, uh, he turned that right around for me. So Oh, nice. That's the other thing too. Wedding shows were, were good for me when I was starting out. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I won't regret doing those. So you have to be properly prepared 
for a wedding yeah. show. And um, yeah, that was a, that's what got me my new little avenues of brides and grooms, bride and groom inquiries, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really good too. Do you think those couples from wedding shows paid ended up being bigger clients because they saw like your prints right at the beginning. They saw like you probably had albums and prints. Most people do set up. Do you think that affected how they um, ended up? Um, I don't know how to word what I'm thinking. <laughs> do you think showing them that and having them see that first, not just find you online and then have a consultation and then see an album. Do you think having that affected what they paid for and purchased later? No, I think what it was, Josie, in all honesty, is building value when they were talking with me and speaking with me. So meeting them in person at the wedding show um, and just building a nice rapport with them and um, building value in what I offered, I think was first and foremost. And then when I showed them the products, I mean, I've never dealt in prints really ever. Uh, For me, it's a a collection of photography. And then when they, when their images are ready, then um, they get an album. So, I mean, that was a really nice bump of like 25% to 30% more to add on to the collection that they purchased. So, um, you know, I had, I have great um, products, albums, but I think it was meeting me and having a great discussion. And you, you have that discussion like over and over and over again, like being well prepared to meet these people in person and to, um, you know, really connect with them quickly is, uh, is key mm-hmm. at a wedding show, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I know one thing Lana Dingwall, my business coach, and I talk about a lot is <clears throat> how people, yeah, won't buy. There's no value. So with albums and things, I know tangibles um, for a lot of service-based businesses can be a tricky sell because, you know, it's hard to sell it's uncomfortable for a lot of people. Yeah. So we talked just about how to build that value behind that. Um, yeah. Oh, well, that's good to hear. So I guess I was on the right track. You were, and you were kind you of the first, <laughs> <laughs> you were kind of the first person to introduce me to that, like get it in their ear, introduce it to them, talk about it, talk about what it means to you early on so that, yeah. you know, you're kind of plant the seeds. Yeah. Yeah. Plant the seeds for anything that you want to grow and, uh, and reap from. So if you plant the seeds and you nurture them along the way, you know, you put everything out there. Um, yeah, it pays off well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, what is your biggest piece of advice to someone starting out in the field? There's so much advice to give. (laughs) But to think of one piece right now, (laughs) oh boy, I'm just living my best COVID life here. (laughs) Um, Let me think. Get your shit together. Make everything look cohesive. Uh, Make sure, you know, you know your light and you know your editing and you try to make sure you don't, you're not using filters or you know, doing something funky one day and then completely different the next day, just 
find your, your zone, find your flow and, um, you know, make sure everything on the outside looks good and then work on yourself. So invest in some education and on how to speak with people that are looking for a photographer. You know, how do you speak? Speak with so that you're showing your value all the time and building a good rapport and, and you know, always be interested in them. Mm-hmm. I mean, ask questions that's so important about them. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good piece. I like that. I call this question celebrating failure. Has there ever been a mistake that you've made that you now look back on and say, wow, I learned so much. I can look at it from a more positive perspective because it was a lesson to be learned. I don't think there's been anything significant, but I learned, um, after my second wedding that I need to have a full, photography itinerary on my wedding day mm-hmm. on every wedding day with lots of information like every minute of the day almost planned out and then all the contacts maps hyperlinks for the different locations to go to um and that was mostly for my peace of mind so i could sleep at night yeah for a wedding yeah um i learned that pretty fast for sure any motivational advice or tips you want to finish on? Um, get the last word. My my tips would be, or my my biggest tip would be, when you meet with your uh, couples that are deciding who they'd like to shoot for their wedding, you meet up with them. Try and talk about everything that that would address their expectations. Mention. And make sure everything for your contracts are are mentioned, for example, delivery dates, when they get their pictures, what they can expect right after the wedding. You know, a sneak peek. Can they get their thank you card pictures uh, beforehand? Um, Always try and address any possible expectations that, that they may have and just plant those seeds for uh you know your future sales if that's what you do and always make sure you're addressing any possible expectations that they may have that they haven't even set so just make sure you have all those points going into every meeting that you address um, as a regular thing um, so that nobody gets any surprises and nobody ever gets upset that kind of thing that's a great piece of advice actually thank you that yeah no, that's a good, really solid piece of advice. Just be up front. Don't yeah. ever yeah, give away as much information about yourself and your business and what you do and what you're going to do for them as much as possible. Yep. And if solid. you're the right fit, then, you know, and they're the right fit for you, then you'll get on like a house on fire. Yeah. <laughs> and... um is the tiny shop stuff through your website? Because I'll make sure I link that in the show notes. Um, <clears throat> tiny Elegant Weddings is right on my website. Um, I call it two for short, which I thought was a fun play on. Uh, mm-hmm. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> two. Yeah, so that's my website. It, I have a bit of a blog on it as well. I think one. Um, and yeah, so philippa.ca. I will link all that and I'll also link the branding phobia 
photography agency website as well and that Instagram in the show notes so everyone can check all that out if they're curious to see more. Yeah. That's great, Josie. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for being a guest. Thanks for listening in. Remember to check us out on Instagram at What the Business Podcast. See you at the next episode.